0: Two brothers, when united, form the Disney Majors, fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth! Hello everyone, I am Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host Jake Hollingsworth and
1: hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast and we are in our first episode of the Disney season and we have our main topic already but first we wanted to go over some news (laughs) that's been going on for the past few days and if you hear any noises in the background that's most likely our cat, Yeah. so bear with us. So, but anyway, some news has been going on for a while. It's forgotten
0: yeah, so we've been, So we've been so behind on the news because we went on vacation for a week. Um, and we didn't get to catch up on it as soon as we got back because we had to record our season four finale and stuff. So we didn't get to talk about the news there. So we're just kind of, you know, mustering up all of the news that has surfaced over the past two weeks.
1: So the big, there hasn't really been anything big. But the big thing that I've wanted to talk about for a while, this happened while we were on vacation and other, and other things, mm-hmm. is that Dave Bautista has been has come out and is promoting oh, yeah. um, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is his latest Zack Snyder's latest film that came out with Dave Bautista as a star. And he has come out and he has said his true feelings about playing Drax the Destroyer. And he has officially said that after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, he said that uh, he is done with the role. Mainly because... He says, he says that as he gets older, it gets harder and harder for him to deal with the makeup process and the shirtless scenes. I know, Kitty. It's very sad. And um, that's the, the main reason in that he feels like his character, after the first movie, just got turned into a joke of the character and has always been in the background. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Yes, I know, Kitty. you have to tell me. And that's his main thing. And Eli is Dave Batista's biggest fan. So why don't you yeah. tell us what you think about this phenomenon? Because I personally understand where he's coming from. You know, I don't agree with him. I kind of understand number where he's one. coming from. But let's see what his number one fan has to say.
0: All right, yeah. So, obviously Dave Batista, like everyone on the entire face of the planet, he's is not
1: in- listening to this podcast.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, is entitled to their opinions. Oh. Well, he's not listening to this podcast. What? Why would I say no one on the face of the planet is listening to this podcast? Well, I guess, except for a few There'd be no point in recording it then. Um, anyway, back up. Obviously, Dave Patista, like everyone on the face of the planet, is entitled to his opinions, and I respect his opinions, along with everyone else's opinions, although I may not agree with a lot of people's opinions. I still can respect them and respect the fact that they are entitled to their opinions. Now... If Tisa's opinions are that Oh, I don't like the makeup Which I signed a contract stating That I knew I would have to wear makeup To play this character Uh, and Well, I mean, not undermining the fact That he probably knew that he was gonna do the makeup Um, you know what? Hearing this out loud, never mind I I mean, it's dumb In my opinion That, you know, he's like, oh, I'm too tired Of it, blah 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 He's ready Um, to move
1: on, it's a big thing
0: Hearing it out loud, um, I'm, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of petty what I was about to go off talking about. So, I'm glad that I just saved myself from a lot of nonsense. So, you know what? Never mind. He's entitled to his opinions. I don't care. Whatever. He can do what he wants.
1: He's his biggest fan. Mm,
0: So, you know what? I'm going to save you guys a whole rant on Because <laughs> um, if Batista, you guys do not know, Eli has a thing with Dave Batista. Yeah. Mainly because he doesn't like tracks or Yeah. So another piece of news, this is one that's been on my mind, and one that's really stuck out to me, is that Disney oh. released the first sneak peek of Monsters at Work. Woo-hoo! Oh, that's
1: right. They yeah, did. So, as
0: soon, so they released the sneak peek while we were on vacation. So we saw it like in our little condo. Uh, we were like, oh my goodness, I, w- I wanted to record a podcast, but we, again, we didn't have any of our equipment. Uh, yeah, so we didn't get to record a podcast on that, but uh, we can talk about it. Uh, the animation,
1: it's not... I think the animation looks great. It's not it's my favorite. I think it's better than the uh, Monster Inc. though.
0: What? Okay. It's, a, it's,
1: not, it's an improvement. Monster animation is still really good. I think this one, has an improvement. Like, like, Mike, Mike, Mike and Sully look a lot better. Sully, I think, looks a lot more... Looks a
0: lot better. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh, it... The animation looks... It looks fine, I guess. But, I mean, it's not, like, my favorite. I still think it's definitely... I thought it was gonna be, like, as good as the movies. Uh, but... Hey, wait a second. It's created by Pete Doctor. Huh. Oh, no. I thought it was gonna be, like, some weird spin-off with, like, someone that completely different group of people
1: yeah it's not like the Tangled animation it's actually cg
0: animated are dis- like the are movies. you disrespecting the tangled animation
1: no i haven't watched any of it so how can i disrespect it if i haven't watched it you need to watch it so we can talk I- about it on the podcast yeah. i watched DuckTales all three seasons because i hadn't watched because i had avoided it mm-hmm. which was a big mistake
0: yeah, but, uh, oh, uh, another thing, isn't this Friday there's gonna be this far, that No Way Home first look or something like that? Yeah,
1: some Marvel Magazine preview is coming out this Friday where it has all the movies. It has Black Widow, Eternals, Shang-Chi, shang Spider-Man, No Way Home, which is a big kicker, and Thor, Love, and Thunder are all getting the game previews in that. Ooh. Interestingly, No Doctor Strange 2 is yeah. on very interesting. So, well, that's either because they want to hide what's, what it's about, or they just finished shooting and they
0: still need to add a few things. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, I'm excited to see a first look at Spider-Man No Way Home.
1: Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah. I'm not gonna get my hopes too high about possibly seeing some certain spider man a.k.a. Oh, uh, yeah. And Andrew Garfield. I'm not getting my hopes. I'm, I don't think we're gonna see that. It'll probably be some, like, suit reveals or something like that. I'm not getting my hopes too high. They'll probably save some of those bigger deals for the trailer that's supposedly coming on June 1st on Tom Holland's birthday. Uh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know how accurate those rumors are, but it's from the same source that told us the Shang Chi trailer would be dropping on the day that it did, and it's from the same source that told us when the Venom trailer
0: would drop. Oh, and so, they, were they right? Yeah, they were. They were
1: right both times. Oh. So this has some. This may have some credibility, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah.
0: So, anyway, let us get into our main topic today, which is a, as you can see by the title, since we're starting a new season, that means that we get to talk about our top five favorite characters from the thing that we're doing. So, in this case, we're going to be talking about our top five favorite Disney movies. (laughs) Alright, so, um, let's get started. Yeah, so, mm, did you see mine? Alright, no, so didn't. Jake, you can go ahead and go first on this time. Okay. The
1: so, my number five, this may be a surprise to some people. Some people may not have ever heard of this movie. Eli will be surprised, most likely. But my number five is Atlantis, the Lost Empire.
0: Oh, that should have been on mine.
1: My... Oh wait, they... Wow. I'm not gonna
0: change point. anything. I
1: was expecting a much of I was expecting a surprise reaction, but...
0: uh no, I love Atlantis. What are you talking about?
1: I thought you were gonna be surprised that I put it played that high.
0: I should have. It's probably in my top 10. Yeah. But, man. man, but this
1: movie is like a, I like adventure movies so cuz so basically Indiana Jones, National Treasure are like adventure movies and I really like those a lot. This is a, this is an adventure movie that goes to Atlantis. And it has Michael J. Fox. No. Yes, it has Michael J. Fox as the star instead of having Ben, instead of having Nicolas Cage or Harrison Ford as the star. Michael J. Fox fills in the leading man role, yeah. which I think was a perfect choice, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean he's perfect for this character and this, uh, the character of Milo.
1: I also like him from Back to the Future because he's because he's Michael J. Fox. He can't yeah. Not like him. Well, if you can, that's fine. If you do dislike it, that's fine. But, yeah, this it's also it's a very good movie. It has a good story. Sure, there's some... Sure, it drags a little bit when they get to Atlantis. Meaning, like, I haven't said this. Yeah,
0: that's what we think. I think that it drags when they get to Atlantis. It I, does
1: a little bit.
0: I kind of like, eh... It moves
1: a little slow in the, like when they get to Atlantis. But still, it's a very, it makes for a very good watch.
0: Yeah. And I, I do get a good enjoyment out of this one. Yeah. I, mean, I, I really... Wow. I really like that one, too. Like, Atlantis is great movie. I think it's probably one of well, the most
1: underrated Disney films, probably.
0: Yeah, alright. So, uh, that brings me to my number five. And my number five is Beauty and the Beast. Say what? Wow, I didn't... Wow, okay. Uh, well, because I just watched this movie today, actually. And, um, I mean, okay, so I just want to clear something up real quick, too. Uh, on a past episode, or a couple past episodes, we were talking about Beauty and the Beast, and I said it was the first to win Best Picture at the Oscars. No, it did not win. I'm sorry about that. I misled my audience. But no, it did not win Best Picture. It was the first to get nominated for Best Picture. Just want to clear that up. Because the
1: anime movie, Best Animated Movie of the Year was not a thing yet. Yeah. So it had to get Best Picture, which was a
0: big surprise. Yeah, so it was nominated for Best Picture... But it did not win best picture. Notice
1: how Story 3 won Best Picture, but not Best Picture.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, good point. Uh but yeah, Beauty and the Beast, uh, it's not it's not hard to see why I got nominated for Best Picture. I no, mean, yeah, this yeah. movie sets out with a mission, it achieves that mission, and it does it efficiently and uh entertainingly, if uh if you will. Uh it I mean, there's no circle effect, like as I expressed <laughs> on the podcast before, my patented circle effect. Uh, trademark Eli Hollings. I thought you said patented for a split second. I did say patented. I made a mistake. I thought said patented. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so the circle effect, which I have described before on the podcast, it is what I call it. So you set up something. It's basically just set up a payoff, but whatever. So uh, you set up something in the beginning of the movie as a throwaway gag or joke or whatever, Uh, And then it comes, and it's paid off at the end to overcome the main obstacle of the movie. Uh, Like, for instance, in Aladdin, um, in the beginning, there's uh, phenomenal cosmic power, any bitty living space. And Aladdin hears that, just a throwaway joke. And then at the end, it comes full circle, and that's what Aladdin says when he beats Jafar. By or turning in, him into a genie. Uh, or Spoiler in Far order. From
1: Home, when they have that joke about the Peter Tingle or the spider senses, as fans know it They have that as a throwaway joke, but then when he has to be in the cereal, he has to use his Peter Tingle.
0: Yeah. So just setting up something in the beginning and of paying it off, basically. Uh, I have just called it the circle effect. Um, you can get mad at me if you will. But um, uh, this movie, there's no circle effect, obviously. there's nothing. There's no joke in the beginning or thing where they're like oh this is how we beat the villain and at the end Bell is like ah, oh, use the power of uh, my hair to make you not a beast anymore like there's no circle effect it's just but it's just a concise clear um, uh, story that does what it what it needs to do accomplishes its goals and its missions Efficiently, as I've said before. It's a story, you know, about love, inner worth, which is a common theme that I've noticed in a lot of Disney films. Like, it seems like the main topic of a lot of uh, Disney films is finding the worth within. Um, I mean, but everything in this movie just points toward its theme, its message that it's trying to send. Uh, which movies, that's the main point of a movie, is to send a message or to tell you something, which make you feel something or in some cases, it's just to make you laugh, uh, but this movie does what it needs to do, efficiently and entertainingly, like I've said before, three times now, um, but it, it is a great movie, and it is um, just very rich in nature, per se. Yeah,
1: it is was. It was really
0: and of course, you have the music of Alan Menken, who is a legend, um, and, like, like I think is just like the best composer ever. Um, so he does a great job with the music, and Howard Ashman does a phenomenal job with the lyrics. Like always, he is just the best lyrics ever. Um, it's sad that he did not get to see the finished, the finished form of this film, which we'll get into later once we get into our Beauty and the Beast episode. But it is ways from now. Yeah, we'll see you in about three months on that one. Well, who knows? May have some delays. I yeah. So, Jimmy. Alright, my number four.
1: So, this number four I struggled with. Some of, There were a few that I had thought about, but I got cold feet. And so I changed it out, changed number four. I may change this in the future, without telling you people. But my number four, as of right now,
0: is Pinocchio. Wow. What? Number four, seriously? What?
1: It's a good movie!
0: It's a good movie, but it's not like. Wow.
1: But sure, yes, sure, it's really, really weird. But like for yeah, kids, that doesn't It doesn't Kids turn so into donkeys, smoking. and there's underage smoking and drinking. Because if you guys don't know, I get very bothered by smoking. You yeah, do.
0: you do. You you get very bothered by smoking.
1: Yeah, I do, and this one here still bothers me. It's, it's children doing it too. And but, vaping.
0: Oh yeah, baby does. Bother. And basically anything that's unhealthy for you, except food wise.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a true fact about me. I get anything unhealthy annoys it, me. But anyway. Apparently. Yeah, but I, I can look past all
0: the weirdness with the donkeys. And the, yeah,
1: exactly. It doesn't bother me at all.
0: Apparently people think this is like the weirdest thing ever. Because
1: this is a good. It tells a good story of Pinocchio wanting to become a real boy, and going through all the sta- all going through all this different st- stages of how to do it, basically. Not, re-
0: not really. No, that's not the best way to describe it. No. Well, he's just talking
1: about they did all these kinds of like different adventures. About being
0: yeah, I mean, uh, that's not the best way to describe it. No. Someone's not saying they're going. Okay, Pinocchio, this is how you become a boy. Like, it's not like uh, I don't know the U seminar from Soul, where they're like, this is how you become a real person. And yeah. yeah, that's oddly worded. But, but yeah,
1: I can look past all the strange, odd, questionable stuff that they had in this movie. Yeah. Also with the cursing, even though granted that's what they called donkeys back in the day. <laughs> Nowadays it's looked on as cursing, but I can look past it <laughs> and say that it's a fun, nice movie with a nice song and I've got no strings to hold me back.
0: There are no strings on me. Ultron's favorite tune. Ultron's
1: favorite song in the world.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that brings me to my number, to my number four. Who
1: cares about your number four? I can't set your list, I know uh, you number I one. I thought you just said,
0: who cares about your number four?
1: <laughs> I was saying, I'm curious to know your, your list, because I know you're number one, and I now know you're number five.
0: Yeah, so, um, this list shouldn't be too surprising to you, though. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, but my number four is Zootopia. What? Yep. Uh. Okay, that's... Yeah, that's another... These The rest from here is not surprising at all um, to Jake. But to you guys, it might be. So, uh, Zootopia is my number four because I really enjoy this movie because it is uh, highly entertaining. And it tells, you know, kind of a, uh, a mystery... Uh, I, you could say MacGuffin, but not really Um, story, like, you know A police investigation Of, uh, this big Mystery, and There's a lot of parts and pieces to it And a lot of great themes in there Like about racism and stuff Which I actually thought was, like Really cool to, to handle In this movie, just to tackle The, um, the The racism issue Um or, like, a message of anti-racism, I guess. It was... that. Like, that was a really nice way to incorporate that into this movie about animals. Um, and you have a lot of different parts and pieces to this big mystery that they're trying to solve in the film. Uh, without being convoluted. Without being like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Why are we doing this? What is this? It doesn't matter. All of it is, um... Just, um it's very uh, this is another efficient movie I find myself using that adjective a lot I guess you could say that Eli likes efficient movies if you know what that is um so this movie is efficient in getting done what it needs to get done um it's a very concise plot with great lovable characters and um a great storyline a very intriguing storyline with a twist villain that I am not so mad about. Um, yeah. This is the first villain that I really was like, you're a twist villain. Um, so, that this one is different for me, and I'll explain that once we get to Zootopia, which is even later we down longer. the line. Whew, that's gonna Ooh, be a long boy. time that's until we get to that one. But, uh, I really love this movie, and, um, I can't wait to talk about it, but yeah, that's- I love this movie. So, So, what is your number three? My number
1: three has something to do with muscles, and it has to do- and it is Hercules.
0: Oh, I thought I was gonna say
1: Wreck-It Ralph, but okay.
0: Ralph is not happy. Hercules Hercules is your number three?
1: Yup. I like that movie a lot. It's It's a very fun movie.
0: I thought about zero putting zero. that one in my top five, but uh, I don't know if I'd what? put it in my top five. It's probably it's in my top ten. It's a great movie. I don't know how many movies. There's a do. lot of
1: parallels to Rocky. Yeah. I mean, that's why it
0: looks less motivational. Kind well. of. There's like little subtle parallels. It's not like. Not I like
1: mean, a strong just, just, like just
0: the simple aspect of someone training someone. Like, you can't really. It's
1: similar, but, not, but they make it different enough. It's similar. And like, and that's like the fighting. Some, like some people can say it's like some people compare Rocky, the rock, like how he fights, people get beat up. Rocky, like the shot where he gets beat up, where he's like beat up and like feels like pressure to go on. That's similar to Rocky, I would say. Yeah, that's sort of that's sort of a Rocky parallel. So yeah. this movie has some Rocky parallels which I like, yeah. and then it has some great songs
0: that I love. Well, duh, because it's Alan Menken, as I've expressed before. Alan Menken
1: is like the greatest composer on the face of the earth. It also has some really, has some nice likable characters, eventually has Hades. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm that's the person, not the down under. And um he 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 was played by who James was played by James Wood and <laughs> does a fantastic job and he just knocked it out the so Yeah, not, I mean He's not the generic evil monster, he's just like, hey, I mean.
0: He, yeah. say, he doesn't say that necessarily, but you get the idea. No, he's not creepy like that. See, that's, that's how iconic James Woods is. Because when Jake tries to imitate him, he just comes off as creepy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't give me any idea. Tom. Like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, um, yeah, see, James Spader, James, oh, James Spader. <laughs> that's James, Ultron. James Woods is definitely iconic as um, Hades. Hades, yeah. And, and he's and he's great, he's definitely a great, didn't he? So that's oh,
1: that's yeah. why Hercules comes in at number three now but now what's your straightforward list uh,
0: so yeah from now on it's going to be pretty predictable i think i could guess David.
1: which spots
0: but uh number three for me is lilo and stitch oh um i knew Lilo and Stitch was coming yeah lilo and stitch is such li- like it's basically just our childhood um, because this is really the first movie that I remember watching excessively. We were obsessed with Stitch when we were little. Uh, and so there's a huge nostalgia... The way I said that, I know. There's a huge nostalgia factor to this movie. To where I'm just like, like... This is the movie that I grew up watching. So there is a, again, a huge nostalgia factor in there because that's mainly one of the, re- the the reason I love this movie because I grew up watching it and because it's a good great film in and of itself about uh, you know friendship and um, family and Elvis for some reason because that's important uh, I love Elvis like he's one of my favorite um, artists of all time like he's just one of the best musicians of all time uh, so uh, to see Elvis like get like, uh, (laughs) appreciation of this movie. It was a nice touch and a funny addition to it. I don't want to say too much about these movies until we actually talk about them because I don't want to give too much away. Um, but yeah, I just really love Lilo and Stitch. I think it is a great, fantastic movie. Just fun and energetic, lighthearted. Um, so yeah, that's why it comes in at number three for me. So what is your number two? Is it is it what I think it is? I think it could be what you I think it is what you think it is. And it is the one, the only chicken one. No, oh, just wow. Just
1: kidding. Just kidding. Don't throw your shoes at me, people. Uh, it's actually Aladdin. Oh, really? What were you thinking?
0: I thought it was going to be Leland and Stitch. What?
1: That means Leland and Stitch is your number one. But, yeah, Aladdin is a great... I think Aladdin is a great film, Eli, Eli you, Eli, you don't even need to ask if he likes that
0: movie. Yeah, no, I know. I'm not really going to say much about uh, this right now because I'll say it more in just a second, and I'll say more um, like when we talk about, Aladdin. <laughs> That's
1: be
0: but Aladdin is a, is a great, wow. it's a
1: great movie. Obviously, Robin Williams is the star of this because he's a genie and he's all over the posters. Yeah, he's it. The... <laughs> and, and but all the other characters are great too. I don't want to like diss all the other characters like like everybody else does. Really? Everyone else just, everyone else just like for her, Everyone else like says that genies the great. Just kind of dogs everybody else. I don't. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of person. I think the other characters are good, but Genie. Genie,
0: yes, is the star. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Genie is like the main attraction. Genie Robin Williams portraying yes. the greatest cartoon character but of all time. But that doesn't
1: mean you have to dog the other characters. I like Yago, I like Jafar a lot, Jafar is great. great. Uh, I like Jafar, and then the songs are also really good. To stand out, probably being friend like me, because he's 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 a, he's a good friend, and it's just a nice. It's a very fun magic carpet ride. Huh? That's, that's, that, yes, I'm putting, Latin, I'm putting a lot of things in here. Alright, now what's your number two, Eli?
0: Alright, my number two is, is What? I think I know what it is, so just say it. My number two is Tangled. There it is. Yay! <laughs> I thought that was gonna be number three,
1: be number two. Oh really?
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I I really love Tangled. Uh, it is such a great movie. Again, you'll notice that most of the films on my list, Alan Menken did the music, well not most of them actually, uh, but for, yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and Tangled. So more than half uh, Alan-, Alan, Me- Alan Menken did the music for. So Alan Menken is amazing, uh, and his music really is good here. He, ta- he takes a more modern approach to it, like it's definitely not his usual style. Um, it's more just it's more modernized because of course like the last movie he did the music for was um, i think Hercules was the last one they did music for so obviously from Hercules no, to No home on the range Home on the range that's right yeah that's a, I can wait for that one Sadly enough that's the last movie he did the music for so since Home on the Range to Tangled there's obviously a huge jump in um Whoa. Yeah, uh, just the the style, because from 2D to CG animation, obviously is a big factor. But just, also a
1: huge jump in quality, also.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can
1: uh, I I can wait for Home and Just put that out
0: there. So yeah, they they it was a big shifting gears for Disney, uh, and Disney's 50th feature animated film. Uh, so Tangled is. Yeah, Tangled is pretty special and uh besides alan mencken's amazing music the story itself is just really great and um it is you know i've expressed on the podcast how much i don't really agree with the whole girl power feminist stuff um because i think that it's getting overused now but this is but movies like this like i really like moana but movie, movies like this where it makes sense and it's not overly forced and overly stated to the point where I'm like, okay, turning off. Um, like, for example, Enola Holmes, if you, any of you have seen that movie. That is just that way a- too over the top. Like, it was just like, um, I was just like, okay. Uh, yeah, that was a little over the top. I thought that was Um, But Moana, like movies like Moana and Tangled, like, these movies are not too over-the-top with their, like, women are so, like, so much better than men and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's more equalized. Um, and um, I really like, I really enjoy this movie. I'll say more once we get to it in, like, ten years. Um, but, Jake, what is your number one? My Actually, number I, already, I already know what your number one is. My
1: number one is Lilo and
0: Stitch.
1: Whoop, whoop. Because, for biased reasons, because when I grew up, I was like, I was obsessed with Stitch, which, yes, for anyone who knows me that's listening, yes, I was obsessed with Stitch. I don't oh, yeah, totally
0: that. obsessed with Stitch. We like... I don't
1: talk about that much, though, because
0: I'm, I'm a little scared to. <laughs> We have but, like 10 different Stitch stuffed animals.
1: Yeah, but the, the, yes, that is true. I used to be obsessed with Stitch when I was younger growing up. I watched this movie all the time. I watched the sequels a bunch.
0: Yeah. There was, which, I watched, which, those uh, haven't aged
1: particularly well. I need to watch those again. I might watch those again just to see if they're as good as I remember. Really, I probably watch. But i still going <laughs> to watch them anyway. Well, the second one's as good as I remember. I don't know about the other two. But yeah, I remember really this movie. I remember loving it a lot. And I'm loving Stitch. Stitch is probably still in favor of character two characters to this day, for we have the bias reasons. And I like this is also a nice story, like as you said, about family and also there's aliens involved in it. And it's just like a nice cute, it's a cute little movie, and it definitely has a soft I definitely have a soft spot for this movie. And also Stitch is the breakout star of this as well. <laughs> and I also still think that Cobra Bump in the live action remake that's gonna be terrible, that's coming out, they wow. should cast Samuel L. Jackson as Cobra Bump. No, they should not. Yes, they should. That's genius
0: gold casting. He's not, like, big enough. He'll save it for me if, if they cast him. He'll, he's, again, he's not big enough to be Cobra Bubbles. Doesn't matter. Cobra Bubbles is, like, this huge, think more of, like, the guy who played, like, the, the, um, dude in Pirates of the Caribbean. The guy is like, who is? Isaac C. Spring- Singleton Jr.? Yes, Isaac C. Singleton Jr.,
1: I prefer Samuel L. Jackson because uh, if the remake is bad, then he can save it.
0: No, Isaac C. Singleton Jr. should play him. As anyway, he's like, you speak when. Sp- like, Samuel Jackson should be like, hey, I'm Cobra Bubbles. Or as he'd be like, I am Cobra Bubbles. Like, he'd be way cooler. And he's like, You're not to say that Samuel Jackson is
1: uncool. Not to say Samuel, Samuel Jackson, Jackson is un- more- <laughs> Samuel Jackson.
0: very cool. I mean, yeah, he's, he plays Prozo, but. Um, <laughs> He's not, like, he's, he's a different kind of cool than Cobra Bubbles.
1: Okay, anyway, I digress. Point is, I think Jim L. Jackson should be Cobra Bubbles in that terrible remake that's coming out, even though wow. I haven't seen it. But I You're do mean. not, I'm not looking forward to that one. for reasons going to be my uh, Stitch. But, but, oh, more of a story. Yes, Leo Stitch is number one, and yes, I was obsessed with Stitch when I was younger.
0: Yeah, so, um, my number one, To some of you, this is not very surprising whatsoever, but my favorite Disney feature animated film of all time is the one and only Aladdin. Yeah! Yeah, no. Um, Aladdin is my favorite movie ever. So, obviously, it comes in first in the Disney animated feature section. Um, This movie... In my opinion does everything right it does everything with finesse and creativity and uh, humor and emotion and everything and it just concocts into the perfect brew of a movie that has ever existed ever in history so I'm not gonna say too much about it until I can really soak in and just sit and meditate through all of my different emotions with this movie. All of which are good. And good. just sit oh, and just feel within myself. I sound like a yoga instructor. You uh, do. I'm like, I just need to sit and feel my inner emotions. and blah, blah, blah. Let's all hold hands around the fire. Um... I need to just sit and just sort through my emotions and so I can, so I can uh, speak them on the podcast. So, uh, you guys will be waiting a while to hear those. But, um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. Mean. But Aladdin is just, I think, is just, like, the best movie ever. So, it comes in at number one for me. So, that is our top five favorite Disney feature animated films. And now... We we're going to have our sponsorship. But after that, we're going to be talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the movie that, like, changed cinema history forever. All right, we're back. Welcome to the wow. New channel. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're back, and we're ready to talk about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, we are finally in Disney. This is such a great feeling.
1: He's really excited. He's really I'm
0: so this. excited because I have been researching for the past week, and I have so much information to talk to you guys about. So, starting with our behind-the-scenes nugget. So, actually, first, let's add a new little segment here to oh, our no. to our Disney season. First, before the behind-the-scenes nugget, let's talk about where the company is at as a whole. So, right now, the company is just getting started, and Walt Disney is the current CEO, and... Um, That's so cool. CEO. This movie was not made on the Disney Studios lot because that has not been built yet. This movie was made in a studio called Hyperion Studios, which was the first studio that Disney kind of worked in. And uh, this is where the whole magic started. Uh, And so Walt and his animators were just kind of, you know, working. um, Just, you know, not as... It's definitely not the big Disney as we know it today. Uh, they're still very small and very... Um, sm- l- just small in scale. And small in staff. Uh, small in funds. They're basically just l- getting loans from the bank and stuff um, to Oof. make this movie. So speaking of loans and bank and money, a behind-the-scenes nugget for today is that this movie went way... You some bank if you want to. Wow. <laughs> they're trying to do with this movie. So... This movie went way over budget, like most of the movies. And so they just had to keep asking for more money from the bank. They're just like, you just give, give us more money, give us more money, and we'll do it. Just give us more money. And so eventually it got to the point where Roy Disney, Walt's brother, said to him, okay, you have to show this movie to the bank um, in order for them to keep investing in it because they need to see what they're investing in. So they... They plan to hold a screening with the banker, and so they're all getting ready. And the movie isn't even finished, so um, they, they have to show him, like, pencil tests and stuff, which is what Walt despised. Walt Disney did not like pen, the pencil tests at all. So it was mostly pencil tests, and some parts were storyboards. It wasn't fully animated and colored and everything. So they show him a presentation of the full movie, and so Walt was explaining things to him, and in certain parts he was like, okay, so this is what's going to happen here. This is... This is not going to be like this in the final film. This is how it's going to be. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and so the banker just sat there like, yeah, didn't say very much at all. He just sat there. How he He just sat there watching. And um, so it came time to walk the um, banker. So they were done. They showed the whole thing. The banker didn't say very much at all. Um, so they walk him back to his car, uh, which, you know, silence, just walking back to the car. They put the banker in his car, and as the banker's driving off, he says, Oh, by the way, that thing's gonna make you a whole ton of money. And he He's gonna make off. them some bank. <laughs> so what meant to say. that's the behind the scenes nugget is that this movie went way over budget, but they showed it to the banker, and he knew that this thing was gonna make so much money, and it did, and it revolutionized cinema as a whole. So but does it hold up? Answer Yes. Kind of. And no. Well, I mean, obviously, I can't get mad at this movie for all of its dated aspects because it is... yes, there's a
1: lot of dated aspects.
0: It's so revolutionary, and it's just so iconic and classic that I can't really be mad at it because I'm just like, oh, well, that's just how things were at the time. I respect
1: this movie because of how it was the very first full-length the movie ever. Yeah. But...
0: In fact, before this movie came out... It's not my favorite. Before this movie came out all the critics and everybody was calling it Disney's Folly because it was like people were totally expecting it 100% to fail. And so they called it Disney's Folly. And it ended up turning into like Disney's success and like his name.
1: (laughs) If it had come out in today's world, it would probably be like a billion dollars most likely.
0: Yeah, so Snow White funded most of the movies going forward. Movie made off of just Snow White alone funded most of the movies that we're going to talk about uh, yeah. in these upcoming episodes. But like
1: I said, I do respect this movie a lot, but it's not my, it's not really my favorite. It's not my favorite mm-hmm. either. It's not even in my top ten, I don't think. Well, this
0: is probably the movie that I respect the most out of all the movies I've seen. Probably. This is probably the movie that I respect the most because, again, this revolutionized film in general, the film industry, not just in animation, but in storytelling just and movies as a whole. It revolutionized them. Uh... Because this movie was just so groundbreaking. And, uh, sure, some things are dated here and there. Like, for some reason, why this prince is trespassing. Yes! The prince is such a creeper. So, I don't like the prince. Okay, so, I get it. The prince is, like, there to... So, here's what... This is what No, so he's about. not even very this much in the Bob movie. I so guess, like, I guess, in, the, the I guess in the 30s, just love was just weird. Because... So, they meet for two seconds, and she runs away... And, and
1: even when they meet, he just kind of
0: hops in on it, just like, "Hey, what's and up?" And does this like terrible opera singing, and then so so they just he to they somehow. They barely meet, uh, so I guess it would just love at first sight, apparently. And uh, then so we get to the end of the movie, and he kisses her. So he's been searching like I guess for years to find her when they just met. Like, they, they they barely met and He's just, like, searching the whole entire yeah, exactly. earth for her. I guess
1: that's what it was like back in those days. Not in the 30s, but, like, back in those days. Yeah, like I guess. Set. I guess that's how it worked, but still, it's a little creepy. But then it's a
0: kiss of true love.
1: I don't think all princes were creepers like that one.
0: Yeah, he was a little creepy. Dick and I have our own little theory, which is not a real theory. He's it's kind also of has just, lipstick. That's kind of just a mocking little joke theory, but. Is that like a the the theory? We have a theory that the prince is God. Okay.
1: Because like, <laughs> like, think about it. What backs this up is that at the end of the movie, I pointed this out. is like when he wakes her up, he puts her on her horse, and he's being a man, wa- being the one to walk while she sits on the horse, being a man. To, it's this one manly characteristic, everything else is creepy.
0: <laughs> and then
1: they're walking away, and he sees his castle. And it's in the clouds.
0: Yeah, like, it's this giant golden classle, castle just up in the, in the sky. So, that Like, you can see, the clouds don't cover the whole sp- screen. You can see underneath, and there's no, like, mountain there. No, there isn't. So, that led me to think, that led me to ask the question, is that heaven? Yeah, well, because you were like, is his... Like, why is this castle in the sky? That's so why I said, it's heaven, and he's gone. Or, he's an angel. So what, so, so, what happens is, Snow White is dead, and... They leave her body there for years and somehow the corpse does not rot. Doesn't, the body doesn't That's what rot. I said. How does this body not decompose? Because it is dead and it just stays in perfect condition somehow. I have no idea how. And so uh, I, I have a theory. Again, it's a joke theory, but the prince is God, you see. So Snow White's Your first dead. first joke theory. I'm so proud yeah, of the first joke theory. It's the one that I'm not actually serious about. Uh, so Snow White is dead. And so God came to pick her up and take her to heaven, that's what happened, and uh, she never, so she doesn't, though? she doesn't come back to life. You know, it's an angel. Never mind, it's an angel. It's God, an angel. God, God doesn't come down and kiss her on the lips. No. Uh, so hey, well,
1: what's even weirder than that is that the person is willing to kiss the lips of a dead body.
0: Yeah, if you go back to the movie, forget the dumb theory thing, but if you go back to the movie. Like, he kisses a dead corpse's lips Ugh. after it's been sitting there rotting for, like, it looks like, a, it has like one at least a few months. Because, a year at least. Because you see the seasons go by in the little transition there. Like, yeah. you can see the seasons going by. So it was at least a few months. And so he comes over and he's willing to kiss this dead corpse's body? Like, I mean, yeah, that's a little, a little uh,
1: And also, we odd. don't want really to get to buy into the relationship because, like, the prince... Was they decided they were only gonna put the prince once at the beginning and once at the end.
0: Yeah, because he was apparently he was really expensive to animate. So. He was really
1: hard to draw, so they just decided to put him once at the beginning and once at the
0: end, which is weird. But then yeah, so just kind of like hey, and then hey. He also
1: hops the he also hops that fence somehow.
0: Yeah, he's he's literally trespassing. <laughs> yeah, and the queen just kind of just the evil stepmother queen just kind of stares at him. Like he comes in, and she just looks out the windows, and she just like, Hah. she doesn't say, "Guards, arrest this trespasser." She just snarls, yeah, and then goes back to being jealous of Snow White. She's not concerned for her own safety or Snow White's safety Speaking at all.
1: Speaking of the evil queen, there's a, there's a theory that I've heard that I want to mention real quick. So, the, the so here's so how how I'm gonna introduce this first. So. This doc, They say this in the movie that the evil queen is Snow White's stepmother. Mm-hmm. So whoever Snow White's mo- original mother was is dead, and her father remarried this evil hack. Uh, and so,
0: ha- it's, it's hag first of all. Hag. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna insult me, you better do it right. <laughs> do it right. If you're um, insult people didn't I mean, do it right, but yeah. No, no, no. And also, um, she didn't. She doesn't have to necessarily. Does it say that she died? I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't say that his mom died. But, yeah, so either the mom died... He, just, he could have gotten a divorce, too. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to be so morbid.
1: So then the dad... Her father got remarried to this hag. And then... <laughs> but then... We never see her father. But then in one scene, when she turns herself into the old, creepy witch lady, <laughs> um, she's going down, and we see this, like, cell with a skeleton reaching his hand out. And the theory is that that is Snow White's father that the evil queen killed.
0: Yeah, that's a little... It's a, it, it's a little far-fetched at first, but when you think about it, it sort of makes sense. No, I don't think way. that's a far-fetched theory. I think that's a pretty good theory. It's not like those other dark uh, Disney Pixar theories that just like, are just like, okay, come on, you're just trying to make something out of nothing. I first like, there's a theory was... out there that Finding Nemo is literally just Marlin having hallucinations and Nemo is, like, not alive, and he's just having hallucinations. That's dumb. Because he's so depressed. Like, those theories, I'm like, okay, you're taking it too far. You just need to stop. Yeah. I mean, imagination is great, but when it goes there, it's just like, okay, that's enough.
1: So that's the theory. Do you guys believe it? Let us know.
0: Not the Finding Nemo one, the Snow White one. The Snow
1: White theory. I actually kind of think that has some credibility.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, there's not, it's just, it's not like small. It's not like changing the entire story of the movie. It's, uh, so, I, I mean, it's definitely believable. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Speaking of the Evil Queen.
0: So, let's talk about. a dark thing with what? the Evil oh, Queen. What?
1: How like, she sent Snow White. She told, the, she told the guard, who looks like Robin Hood. a Minus the goatee. Well, beard or whatever that is. And they tell, he tells, she tells the guard to send Snow White out to pick flowers. And then she tells him to kill her and put her heart in a box. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Super dark.
0: Well, these, all these, like, European fairytales. Granted, this is
1: 1938, and this is a 16-year-old, myself, and a 14-year-old, Eli, talking about this movie that came out in 1938. Yeah. So, maybe that has something to do with it, but it doesn't matter. Point is, that's super dark. Which I kind of like crazy. these Disney
0: movies being more dark, because it, it shows their little motto that I think Walt Disney had, where it's like, they're not aiming for children, they're not aiming for adults, they're just making it clean enough to where anyone can watch it.
1: Yeah, I can see that. So I, I kind
0: of like, I mean, obviously in Raya and the Last Dragon, they're not going to be like, Can Raya and cut out her heart and bring it to me. Yeah, they don't they that Well, actually, they might, they might do that. It, doesn't, it seems worse when it's back in the 30s. Like, when it's in an old movie like this and they're like, cut out her heart. It sounds yeah. worse. Because if, if it were in Raya and the Last Dragon, it, it wouldn't seem that bad to me. Why they flipped it? What if Ryan the Last Dragon*? What if it was re- the
1: order was reversed? Ooh. Ryan the Last Dragon* was the first ever uh, Disney film released, and then *Snow White* was the fifth. D- nah. But that wouldn't make any sense. That means *Frozen 2* would be the second Disney animated film released. <laughs>
0: well, you can switch around the sequels though,
1: and make it like make it work.
0: Oh, you oh right yeah. So you're saying the entire order will switch? <laughs> *Frozen 2* would be the first Disney picture. Second anime. Disney animated film. Second feature. We well, can
1: switch them around.
0: Though, anyway, too. um, we've just been talking about like. Pettiness. Uh, let's talk about the movie itself. So wait, one more petty thing. Uh,
1: Another criticism that this movie always gets. I sort of semi knew it. Is Snow White singing, or just her voice? Her voice, like her like her singing voice. That her. Some people, some people say it's annoying. Oh, I'm. Not, I'm. Not, to me,
0: it's not unbearable. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really but annoying. It does, it's really irritating. It gets a little. Like, it gets a little like I mean. You know how, like, old people, or, like, as you get older, you can't hear as high of, like, pitches and stuff? Yeah. Like, I bet old people cannot hear her voice. Probably not. Like, it is so high.
1: And, like, yeah, that's that's that does get a little annoying at times. So, in the live-action remake they have coming out, which is also going to be terrible, Um, they're they hoping they can fix that and not make it as pitchy as their voice is in this one.
0: Yeah, it's not pitchy. It's just high. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about the actual movie. So, yeah, this movie is obviously revolutionary and yeah. the story is i mean nah, as okay. a story itself it's kind of extraneous like there's there's no real driving force that is driving the story forward
1: it's just like a bunch of random things happening
0: almost. yeah well it's just yeah it's just like, like the only thing driving this plot forward is like there's no deadline they have to meet there's no there's there's nothing where it's just like we have to get this done because of this. Um, it's just like Snow White runs away, and then for the entire middle section of the movie, Snow White's just kind of hanging out with the dwarves, and they're just, just you know, just doing stuff. And the third actually dies, comes
1: back to life, then gets it.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, kind of. Um, so it, there's nothing driving the story forward, which kind of bothers me a little bit, but. Other than that, I mean, the characters are, uh, like, revolutionary. The characters are probably the main attraction of this movie. yeah um, Snow White. Fine. As a character, no one goes through any arc. <laughs> uh, but back then, it was just, you know, likable characters go- doing stuff. And this movie is definitely very watchable. Like, I don't think it's very boring at all. It does keep me engaged, um... Uh, there's no arcs. There's no character. You you don't get behind the character's emotional journey. There's no emotional journey. But you you do get behind the characters. But there's no emotional journey. Um, like I can get behind Snow White. I can I can kind of root for her, and want her to succeed at what she's doing. Um, the the dwarves. The dwarves are very likable. The dwarves are
1: fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Bored Dopey, man. He's like.
0: Yeah yeah I know he's like definitely the most comedic reliefy I guess you could say of the yeah. of this of the dwarves. Um yeah the character the characters are likable. The the evil witch the the no the evil stepmother sorry. Um she is definitely very evil. Um he's very evil yeah. Like she yeah, it's, a, it's a very classic story just jealousy and greed. Yeah. Um innocence um it's, it's a very classic story. Like, I mean, our main heroine is, like, for some reason, the fairest in all the land. Um, and the magic mirror chooses now to tell the stepmother that she... That Rags can't hide her beauty, even though apparently she's been doing it for quite some time now. He's like, oh, and by the way, Rags can't hide her beauty after you've been doing it for, like, so long. Um, and... Yeah like i mean yeah greed jealousy like this the 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 stepmother is just driven by just her her jealousy of snow jealousy, white yeah and that's just her main motivation throughout the entire movie um so it's very it's a very classic um story to one that's um it's it's very easy to follow and it's it's uh just very clear and uh, there's not some really compelling message about like, uh, love or forgiveness or, um, stuff like that. I guess just greed, I guess is the main message. Like, no, don't let your greed drive you. Otherwise a big rock will fall on. You'll fall off a cliff. Um, I guess you could say that's a message, but it doesn't need a message. And this movie is, um, I mean, it's just, you can see it's just very classic. Just very groundbreaking. Very quintessential, uh, iconic, something that had never been done before and will never be done again because you can't make movies like this nowadays. Um, no,
1: otherwise that would be really weird.
0: And so it's a very of-its-time product, that, but one that just resonates throughout all of history. Um, like It has all of the qualities and things that make it up that just make it Uh, Just very classic and memorable and uh, at the time it was just again like just like something that has just never been even thought of before but Walt Disney he wanted to do it and he did do it (laughs) he succeeded at his uh, little princess movie and we can really get behind our main heroine and um, follow her on her mission. And the music in this movie, again, there's no, or and actually I've never said this before, but there's no memorable movie, uh, sorry, music theme or anything like that. No. Um. And it, the music is, I guess, just good. Um, it, it it does what it needs to do, but uh, again, it's not like Alan Menken where you can just pick out a melody. Like I, my favorite music is music that you can pick out a melody and you can go. Um. Like, oh, that's the main melody of, like, that's Aladdin, for example. Um, but the music is very good. And speaking of the music, um, there was actually one scene where the composer was trying to, or Walt Disney wanted, so, that, like, a dwarf was doing something or something. He was, like, walking around doing something. Um, and Walt Disney was very good at acting it out and pantomiming it um, and timing it out uh, to see how long it would take. And so he was wanting the composer to do a certain music uh phrase within a certain amount of time that the dwarf was doing something it was very specific like music cue and Walt Disney was wanting him to get it done within like 30 seconds and the composer was like I cannot do this within 30 seconds it's too much and so Walt Disney's like no you can't you this is what you're supposed to do and so the guy said okay Walt could you just do it one more time please and so he uh, had a stopwatch and he timed Walt doing the action and he, and he said, uh-huh, well, that was 55 seconds, not 30 seconds. <laughs> and so Walt Disney did his classic thing where when he gets mad, one eyebrow goes way down and one eyebrow goes way, way up. up. So that's like a classic Walt Disney getting mad thing. Um, that's just good. a fun little story. And the music is very good in this movie. Really. I don't know if I would say it's the greatest, but it's Exceptional. Yeah, the music is not the greatest, obviously. But it is pretty good. Yeah. I think the song is... Like
1: the song music from... The mind, the the what? <laughs> this song sounds like music... Is it this? This song
0: sounds like <laughs> the music from Rudolph
1: the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
0: The yeah, no, I know. I thought Snow White sounds like the girl from Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: I thought City um, Beauty sounds like that. Like the girl from Rudolph and the
0: Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, so this movie... Obviously but very we'll get song. there when we get there. Bring oh, back our classic catchphrase. bring phrase. back this episode. I meant to scold you about it. And be like, no, we're going to do this, Jake. Um, and we're going to do you it... You scold me. Here, let's um, let's make it, let's make our goal right now. I promise you, I'm making all of you a promise right now.
1: Well, I don't think we said it at all in the Pixar season. I we do not said think it like we, once
0: or twice. I
1: don't think we did. So, sorry, so here's guys, my, here's my promise.
0: Here's our promise, to all of you. We're going to say our famous catchphrase every single episode of the Disney 58 feature animated films of the Disney, of season five. We're going to say it every episode. What it says s5e whatever we're going to say it in that episode i can guarantee you and i promise you we we promise we will do that so and if we not if we do not then all of you need to stop listening and unfollow and unsubscribe no
1: don't do that
0: no 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 i'm serious um and just make us feel miserable about it because don't
1: do that we're so successful now
0: no, we're not really that successful actually. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but we are growing our audience, so it would be really appreciated if you didn't do Just that.
1: Just don't unsubscribe from the YouTube channels.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so this movie the music is pretty good. Uh, the the animation obviously like this is some pretty solid animation. Like there's nothing it's not yeah. cheap. Like they're like they'll be walking and the like the walking is weird. Like the anime this is very this, this solid animation. Very-
1: so the question, does it doesn't hold up? In some places, yes. In other places, no. <laughs> to answer that question. It's it's dated in a few places, I will admit. But it's a pretty exceptional movie. Not my favorite, definitely not. Nowhere near... It's not even in my top ten. But I do have a mild respect for it, so...
0: Yeah, it's not our... It's not, I mean, it's dated in some places, but I definitely can 100% look past those places because... It is just so iconic and so special and so memorable. Yes.
1: I'd probably give this movie about like a 7.5, maybe 7.5, maybe an 8 out of 10.
0: I'd give it a... um, Probably an 8. Yeah, I'd I'd give it a, a, yeah, 7.5. Yeah, that fits. Yeah.
1: So that's our thoughts on Snow White. I hope you guys enjoyed the Snow White thoughts and a few petty things on this side. And also, be sure to thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to watch Eli at Hollingsworth Enterprises. Be sure to watch me at JVH Studios. And also, be sure to go to watch us at Minecraft Madness, Hollingsworth Gaming, and the Movie Majors YouTube channel all on YouTube. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram at Movie Majors Podcast. Be sure to also, let's keep listening to this podcast and check out the X-Files podcast I have with Eli Spencer. And, and you'll
0: hear, hear us real soon.